It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Miami Heat are setting themselves up for free agent fireworks. Which MLB trade deadline moves will have the biggest impact on the pennant races? Who will start at quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Pat Riley does not like to be a supporting actor in free agency. He wants to be the main character, the Miami Heat, with a flurry of moves here on Sunday and they look to be prime suitors for the Raptors. Kyle Lowry joining me now from Locked on Heat, David Ramil. And, and David, y- we were talking off air that, that you felt like the move with Goran Dragic and Andre Iguodala would, would likely be reversed. What happened there and what does it do for the Heat moving forward? Well, I know that there was a strong tie between Goran and the front office, the coaching staff. They love his play. They love the way he bounced back from injury during the Orlando bubble uh, for last season. And so I thought that they would try to bring him back on a much more cap-friendly deal. Uh, apparently, they did not think that they could get anything in exchange for Andre Iguodala because that seems like the likely scenario is that when you pick up the option for $15 million of a 35-year-old player, you're probably going to try to get something of actual value. And I guess most teams around the league did not think that Andre Iguodala at 35 would be worth $15 million, something I totally understand because he didn't really play up to that contract or that level of contract last year. But for Goron, still serviceable from what we've heard. There might be a possibility that if he is used as a trade piece, he'll get shipped out to Toronto in exchange for Kyle Lowry. We're not sure what the amount of that potential sign-and-trade deal would be for Toronto. But... At least Goran can still play, can still contribute as an offensive player. I think he'll still be able to chip in. And we've also heard possibilities that maybe he'll get bought out of that $19.4 million. So a lot of options there for any team that acquires Goran Dragic. What is this setup then for the Heat in free agency? Because like I said, we've heard they are uh, one of the teams most strongly connected to Kyle Lowry. They, they want to get back to the finals where they were just a year ago. Right. Well, the backcourt's always been a problem or has been for the last couple of years between Goran Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, none of those can really defend at a high level. So clearly that's something that they prioritized this offseason. And they think that Lowry, with his strong personal relationship with Jimmy Butler, between the fact that he has championship experience, the fact that he is a two-way player, can add something to the Miami Heat roster that was missing last year. So I think that was their priority. Now they'll operate as an over-the-cap team. Once they do complete this sign-and-trade, if that's how it eventually shakes out, which seems like the most likely scenario, they'll still be able to bring back Duncan Robinson, Uh, That seems to be also a priority because his offense, his three-point shooting is such a a huge component of what Miami does well. They struggle to score at times, but when you have a three-point shooter with the kind of gravity that Duncan has, that makes things easier for Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. And then you can also have your mid-level exception, uh, even as an over-the-cap team, so you can bring in another veteran player 
theoretically rumored to be DeMar DeRozan uh, for about $9 million a year. That seems like a, a hefty price tag for a player like DeMar, but if he's willing to accept it, maybe he could rejoin his former Raptors teammate, Carol Lowry on South Beach. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, what trade deadline moves are we going to be talking about for October baseball? That's next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. It didn't take long for Chris Bryant to make his presence felt in San Francisco. Ben Kaspik with the Locked On Giants podcast. The Giants win again today, winning this series against the Houston Astros. Chris Bryant making his Giants debut. And it was like a love fest from the very beginning. The fans, the players, the coaches welcoming him with open arms. And Chris Bryant, as is his personality, just with a smile on his face the whole time, talking about how happy he is to be here, that he grew up a Giants fan, grew up a Barry Bonds fan, and then he homers in his debut and helps the Giants win this game, winning two out of three against the Astros. So the Giants have just wrapped up this stretch of the schedule, which many of us considered to be a stretch of doom, playing 10 out of 13 games against the Dodgers and the Astros arguably the two best teams in each league, maybe outside of the Giants. And what did the Giants do? Well, they won three out of four against the Dodgers on the road. Then they won two out of three against the Dodgers at home. And then they took two out of three against the Houston Astros. In between, they lost two out of three to the Pirates, which is funny given the strength of the schedule besides the Pirates during that stretch. But anyway, the Giants are a team to be reckoned with, very much so. And now they get to head out and play the D-backs. So the Chris Bryant era in San Francisco has begun. He just adds to what's been just a fabulous team all season long. Giants have just done such a great job putting this team together, a team that people didn't expect to be good, and they've been more than good. They've just been the best team in baseball for a while now. They're playing like it. They deserve it. They're good guys. They like each other. They're having fun. It's just been a great, great ride for the San Francisco Giants so far. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, Kawhi Leonard will opt out of his $36 million player option for next season, becoming an unrestricted free agent. Although there is potential for his departure, Woj said it is expected that Leonard will negotiate a new, more lucrative contract with the LA Clippers and continue his quest for a third NBA championship. And it would be his third with three different teams. In back-to-back ballgames, the Texas Rangers defeated the Seattle Mariners via a walk-off home run from catcher Jonah Heim. The heck with the tank. The Rangers are good. They won back-to-back games. Back-off, back-to-back walk-off home runs from catcher Jonah Heim. Jonah Heim is incredible. Everything's incredible. The trade deadline never happened. I'm not sad anymore. Everything's fine. Everything's wonderful. 
three runs in the ninth inning for the Rangers. Jonah Heim hit a two-run walk-off home run last night in the 10th inning. Tonight, he hits a solo shot in the ninth inning. Right after Andy Abanez hit a two-run shot off of Eric Swanson, they get three runs off of Eric Swanson, two home runs. He doesn't even get an out in that ninth inning, and the Rangers have walked it off. Back-to-back wins. They win the series against the Mariners. Go in this week against the Angels. Everything seems fine. Andy Ibanez might actually be good. Um, Jonah Heim seems pretty good. Things are looking much better than they were even three days ago. USA men's golfer Xander Schauffele won gold in the Tokyo Olympics with a final round 67 outlasting an Olympic record 61 final round from Rory Sabatini. Although the Olympics is not a golf major event, 63 is the best round ever shot at a major, which puts into context just how outstanding that 61 is. Not the Rory many thought would have a chance to medal. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for next month at betonline.ag or whenever you feel like placing a bet. NFL Super Bowl odds are out and Kansas City sits atop the rankings. The betonline.ag lines to host the Lombardi have Kansas City at 5-1 to one to win the title, Tampa Bay at 6-1, to one, Buffalo 11-1, to one, Green Bay and San Francisco at 14-1. to one. For all your baseball, Olympics, and golf lines, go to betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. Coming this fall to a TV near you, it's like whose line is it anyway, only it's who plays for the Cubs anyway. After the trade deadline, half of baseball changed teams, it seems, and some big names were absolutely among them. Joining me now from Locked On MLB, Paul, Sully, Sullivan, and Sully, as we look at the, the long list, and it is quite the list of names and big names. What stands out from you over the weekend in terms of which players are going to move the needle here most as we head into the cold weather and playoff baseball? Well, I just wanted to say one quick thing, and I mentioned this in the upcoming episode of Lockdown MLB, that the Cubs were in first place on uh, June 24th, and they threw a combined no-hitter in Los Angeles. And since then... I believe they're nine and 23 and have traded everything away, but the Ivy. And so I, it's been a while that you've seen a team fall that hard and that fast. Uh, I think the biggest moves in terms of fixing one of the glaring needs, I think has to be the Yankees by bringing in Rizzo and by bringing in Gallo. Yeah, they probably could have brought in another starting pitcher and that probably could help. But the fact of the matter is they addressed one of their big lineup issues. No one expected the lineup to be a problem and so right-handed heavy. And the thing that you have to remember is sometimes these trades don't exist in a vacuum. And the addition of Rizzo and the addition of Gallo may do something to kickstart Stanton, who has been horrible for the last month. And trading bad Stanton for good Stanton, kind of like having uh, what's uh, Chapman sit out for two weeks and then now you have good Chapman instead of bad Chapman. I think the Yankees 
are primed to – I don't think they're going to pass, I guess, Tampa now. Tampa's in first place. I don't think they're going to win the division. I think the division's out of their hands. But I think they are right in it in a wild card chase when just a few weeks ago people were talking about firing Aaron Boone. The the Chicago Cubs, not only did they dismantle their whole team, but all of the big players that they traded homered yesterday. So just in case you're wondering how it's going, and I do want to I do want to mention one of those players. The Giants get Chris Bryant. And and as I mentioned, he goes yard. The Giants have been awesome this season in in ways that I think were a little bit unexpected. We thought um, the Dodgers were going to own that division, and yet the Giants just keep winning games. Uh, what do you what do you make of them as contenders now, especially with this with this now big bat in the lineup potentially? Well, and remember, the Dodgers are not bad. This is not a situation like the Mets are in first place because the Braves have collapsed, or the Brewers are running away with it because the Cardinals are having a disappointing season. The Dodgers could win ninety five to one hundred games this year, and they you know so it isn't as if this is a team taking advantage of something. My father, uh, who we lost this January, was the biggest do- the, was the biggest Giant fan in the world, dating back to the New York Giants. Uh, he is pulling strings up there. That's the only explanation, because this Dodger team, even with the injury to Kershaw, uh, should be running away with it. And in any other division, they would be. The Giants are just winning games in a very methodical manner. And I have to give props to Kapler, who I I trashed Kapler all last year. I hated the hiring of Kapler. I thought they should have brought in one of Bruce Bochy's lieutenants. And I thought Kapler was a disastrous signing. And I got to eat crow on that. He has been doing a wonderful job. And one of their biggest problems they had were the fact their corner infield and their left field production were bad. Well, they brought in Chris Bryant, who could play any one of those positions and just give the team a little bit of a jolt. They're getting great performances from a bunch of no-name people. And I got to say, the Giants keeping around the Brandon Crawfords, the Buster Poseys of the world to give their fans a couple of familiar names from the championship run, I thought was the route that the Cubs were going to do. They're going to trade away most of the people, but keep either a Baez or a Bryant to sort of leave that one figure that people can cling to from 2016. Uh, little did I know that that was going to be Jason Hayward. So uh, I think the Giants are just a team that are playing better than the sum of their parts. And by adding a quality part, uh, are the Dodgers going to pass them? Well, we're here past the two-thirds mark of the season, and the Giants aren't showing any sign of letting up, and they played very well against Houston. So it's not like they're beating chumps. So, uh, you know, at some point, you got to give the Giants their due. Coming up, who will start at quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you've heard me talk about it so many times before. It's the flavors. And not just how good each flavor is because they all are truly delicious. It is the diversity of flavors. You could get coconut, you could get raspberry, or you could go heavy on the decadent, salted caramel, cookies and cream, German chocolate, or just just simple. You want strawberry, all covered in 100% chocolate and still high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar, low in net carbs. Order today 
and get whichever one you feel like getting. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Agree or disagree? This is the cue of the day. The San Francisco 49ers could be right back in contention in 2021. Bet Online seems to think so. They are 14 to 1 among NFC favorites behind the Buccaneers, along with teams like the Green Bay Packers. Right now, though, there are real questions about who will be under center this season and for how long. Joining me now, from Locked On 49ers and the co-host of Peacock and Williamson, Brian Peacock and Brian. Let's try and figure this out now because early word out of 49ers camp is that Trey Lance looks like the guy that you would take number three overall, but the 49ers have invested a ton in Jimmy Garoppolo. So where do we stand right now? Essentially, the plan all along, Jimmy's the one, Trey's the two. To me, it's not even as much about what Jimmy Garoppolo does. It's about what Trey Lance does. You don't give up that much to go up and get a guy who's that talented that you don't plug him in as soon as he's ready. When Trey's ready, he's going to be the guy. But the 49ers, probably smartly, a guy who went to an FCS school, played one game in the last 18 months, they probably shouldn't expect him to be ready week one in his first NFL season. It's a big jump. As smart as he is, as physically talented as he is. So this is where it gets fun. We get to see Kyle Shanahan, who's one of the most respected offensive coaches in the league get to coach his own quarterback who has every bit of a talent talent and ability from the neck up and the neck down that you could want in a quarterback so we'll see how long that takes for Trey Lance Trey Lance will eventually be the guy and I think he's going to be a huge success for the 49ers when that is I don't know is he able to do that in training camp in a short amount of time Maybe it's going to take preseason games. Uh, the pads are just going on Monday at 49ers practice. So at this point, Trey Lance still the number two, the clear number two. He's working with the number two offense against the number two defense. Will it actually become a competition? That is up to Trey Lance very soon. We could find that out because he's passing all the tests. I think that's the best thing you could say about Trey Lance. It wasn't ever too big for him. He's really smart, which is what in the end, I think the 49ers fell in love with about Trey Lance. And so every step of the way, he's he's picking up the offense. He's not looking like a fish out of water. And physically, you can just tell after a couple of throws next to all the other quarterbacks at camp that he's different and he's built different. And he's just got more physical ability. And I'll go to my guy, Matt Barrows, who covers the 49ers for the athletic, uh, who said uh, that Trey Lance making that leap, you could. Be worried that he looked like a lost fawn in the forest, but he said, uh, especially after the first few days of camp where, you know, maybe even having some, and this is why it's hard to win a job as a, as a rookie quarterback, you've got to know the cadence and even get the ball snapped. And some of those things take a while. So you can't just throw a guy out there and say, well, he's the starter. He's got to be able to prove that he's ready to run the offense, make checks, do all those things, get your, 
offense in the in, in the right place. But he said he's starting to look more like the wolf than a lost fawn right now with the 49ers. So I think it's coming. How soon it comes, I'm not sure. It might be just clear to everybody in the world after these preseason games that Trey Lance is someone that you just don't want to keep off the field. But we're not at that point yet. So let's say we get to that point before week one. What do the 49ers do? And, and if they do put Trey Lance out there, can you keep Jimmy Garoppolo on the bench or do you have to deal him on a contract that is imminently tradable? I don't think you pay a quarterback $26 million to be a backup. And that's why if you follow the money all along, it's been clear that, and some people thought it was just the 49ers, you know, just saying that because here's a veteran. We're just going to say he's the starter. No, you don't. An owner is not going to let you throw away $26 million. So they think he needs to be the starter and they need to be sure that they have that starting quarterback to start the season. If Trey Lance is ready, the 49ers should and will absolutely be willing to listen to offers. Maybe talk to Jimmy about a, a restructuring his contract, taking a pay cut, um, but they they clearly wanted a new quarterback. They talked about Stafford. They talked about Deshaun Watson even in January, which might have been why they're like, look, we're missing out on all these quarterbacks. Let's just spend those draft picks we were going to spend on a veteran to go up and get our own talented quarterback in the draft. And that's what we saw. So they've clearly wanted to find someone better eventually than Jimmy Garoppolo. But you wouldn't be paying Jimmy the $26 million if you didn't think he was going to be starting at least one game at the beginning of the season, and Trey Lance might need some time. If Trey Lance proves not to need some time, the 49ers absolutely will be listening to offers and probably talking to Jimmy Garoppolo's agent about taking a pay cut. I, I do also wonder if if Jimmy Garoppolo could be out of San Francisco the same way he came in in the middle of the season. We will see, Brian. Thanks. And finally, three-time U.S. Women's Open champion Annika Sorenstam won the U.S. Senior Women's Open with a 4-under 68 in her final round. This is her first USGA event in 13 years. Sorenstam's final U.S. Open was in 2008. The recently turned 50-year-old earned 180000 and a spot next year in the U.S. Women's Open at Pine Needles Lodge and Golf Club. The greatest of all time just gets a little bit greater. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts coming up on Tuesday, recapping all the drama and fireworks from day one of NBA free agency. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.